0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Infinite Journey Podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and in today's show, we're going to do something a little bit different than we've done in the past. And this is because for a while now, I've been really pondering the thought about how do I, as a podcaster and as a human being, become more than just a voice that people listen to on the internet that's very important for me to connect with people as a spiritual counselor as someone who has uh, been a spiritual advisor for many years it's always important to me to connect with people on a personal level. I want people to really know who I am. But I also want to know who other people are. No masks, no facades, no stories. Just being authentic with one another. And. Being that who I am, I also want that to translate in my podcasts. I never wanted to be someone who is not being honest or someone who seems like I'm being judgmental because there's too much of that going on in the world. I do this because I want to help people, connect with people, and as much as possible, be a force for good and a healing force in this world. That doesn't mean that I don't make mistakes. I'm not some holier-than-thou guru. In my old podcast, The Spirit Side, it became a quite political and really talking about a lot of conspiracy theories and I went on a few rants and used some very colorful language and if you listen to that show uh, you may remember uh, before I retired it uh, I made a show saying hey that this this isn't me this is wrong uh, you know I'm letting the pressures of the day get to me and this isn't who I am or who I want to be And uh, even on this show, I did a couple of shows that were, they weren't political in my opinion, but they were venturing into that territory that I'm not comfortable going in. And some people, frankly, aren't comfortable hearing. I'm not here to impose my opinion on anyone. And so after thinking about it, you know, I I did take those episodes down. You may notice wherever you listen to the podcast that they are no longer there. And uh, that is on purpose. Because that's, that's not my calling, if you will. That is me slipping on the banana peel of all the issues going on in the world and the country and in politics. And, you know, I I have my opinions, but as someone who tries to grow every day, those opinions can change. I try not to remain a stagnant person where I just have my frame of res- reference, my cultural prejudices and biases, and that's it. You know, I don't see anything uh, different outside of those parameters. I, I try not to be that person, and sometimes, like everybody, you know, I, uh, I get stuck in that, um, in that rut. It's, it's natural. It's normal. It's human. But I want to try as much as possible to keep it out of the spiritual work that I do. And so anyway, I wanted to become more real and be more authentic with those of you who listen to the podcast. And the last show that I did about the healing frequency with uh, Giulio Consiglio Mm -hmm great guy you know read his book we had we talked for almost an hour after the podcast and we just talked about paranormal experiences and spirituality I mean he he was just a really nice sweet authentic man you know I, I can't say enough about him and the impression that he made and I was talking to him little bit about my experience that you've probably heard me talk about in this show and in other shows that I've had the angelic encounter that I had when I was like 12 years old and I told Julio I said that this is something that even though I wrote a book about it it's still something that I don't really discuss a lot with people because there's a lot of nutty things out there, I don't want to be lumped in with the kooks. I don't want people to get the idea, oh, this guy had this, you know, angel encounter. He's some kind of Satan. He knows all the mysteries of the universe. I want to stay out of all of those ruts. And so I told Julio, I said, you know, I'm, I'm very hesitant to talk about the, you know, those things. And, uh, you know, he really kind of broke the ice for me and he said, you know you should talk about those things because there's a lot of people that need to hear it and they want to hear it and they are open to hear about these experiences and learn from them and even be inspired to open themselves up for a greater connection or higher experience with the heavenly realms and that really kind of when he made that statement Uh, really kind of broke away where there were already some cracks in the ice where I wanted to talk about these things, but I wasn't so sure. But now, thanks to Julio and that conversation we had, and if you're listening, brother, uh, thank you for that. It really took my thinking in a different direction because that experience that I had when I was 12 years old literally shaped my life. It, it made me who I am today, why I have the views that I have today, why I see the world the way I do today. And without knowing anything about that experience, you you're missing you, the listening audience, or anybody who wants to get to know me. If they don't know about that experience, they're missing a large portion, a large swath of my life that shaped everything about me. And so with that missing, how could someone really know me? And so if I'm going to be more open, more authentic, more honest, more real to people that want to listen to this show or know who I am, I can't in good conscience not talk about that experience. And so, making a long story short, I've decided in this podcast to actually uh, start doing a series of podcasts where I just read a chapter from my book an angel came down now I could talk about my experiences I could say well you know there was this and there was that it was this time and this is what I was going through but I couldn't really say it any better than I wrote it in the book because the book is is kind of autobiographical but it's not ju- not just about me I think this experience is so important and I wrote this book because The lessons are universal for us all. It's just not about me. And that's something, again, that shaped my life. You know, I want to try to emulate as much as possible for other people that love and acceptance that was shown me by an angelic being. But as Julio said, I also want to encourage other people to maybe have their own encounter because that is possible. And in my encounter, it was told to me that that is possible, that the angels speak to everyone. They're not hiding away from us. Now, I understand as we get into some of this book, uh, You know, some people may believe it, some people may not. Some of it is uh, pretty fantastic, but it happened the way it happened. And I think it's just time to pull the veil away from this experience, that period of time in my life, and let people hear about it, let people know who I am. Let people know what it is that shaped my life. And now, you know, in a sense, it's kind of uh, exposing myself, becoming uh, vulnerable to other people's opinions and thoughts. And that can be uh, uncomfortable for any of us. But, you know, at this point, I'm willing to do it because, again, I want to be more authentic with all of you. The listening audience, those of you who uh, have connected with me outside of podcasts and uh, you know other uh, social media where we may have uh, first met, but I also think that this encounter that I had is meaningful. Again, not only for my life but for all of our lives, and. For the time that we're living in right now. I think the love of God and the love of the angels is just the uh, the agent we need to sponge away all of this. And maybe this will be a little bit of a catalyst to help that happen. And I hope, uh, again, that this series of podcasts where I read from the book, uh, that you, you know people will share it. You know, not to make me popular, but to start that chain reaction of love and faith and wonder. You know, if people, "Ah, I don't believe that, that's crazy, that, you know, that's fine. I'm not telling anybody what to believe. I'm just putting myself and the experience out there. But if it's something that resonates with you, uh, please do. Please do share it and hopefully we can introduce a healing agent of divine love into our country, into society, into the world, and start directing people toward the light because that's what all of this is about. And so without further ado, going into the next section of the podcast, I will be reading the prelude of my book, An Angel Came Down, which is entitled Shadows. Dreams, and Visions. I hope you enjoy it. An Angel Came Down by Paul James Caden Prelude, Shadows, Dreams, and Visions The small bedroom was draped in gray shadows as the tiny nightlight struggled to illuminate the growing nightfall. As I gazed through the bars of my wooden crib, I could make out the smiling pig that was stenciled on the dresser across the room. Suddenly, in the corner next to the dresser, something peculiar caught my eye. A phantom shape seemed to sway in the murky shadows. It appeared to be moving side to side as if it were pacing, then every so often it would take a hesitant step toward where I lay, before retreating back into the darkness. I was neither frightened nor made anxious by the mysterious figure that hung in the dimness, but rather I felt hopeful, hopeful that someone I knew was about to emerge from the shadows and take me back home. It wasn't mommy or daddy that I anticipated the arrival of, neither was it grandma or grandpa, nor any of the other familiar faces that I had come to know. It was someone else that I desired to see at that moment, someone that I missed greatly, but I didn't know exactly who. All I knew in my own way at the time is that I wanted to go home. I lay there gazing into the shadows for quite some time. I can't even remember reaching out to the figure several times when it moved in my direction. I wanted so badly for it to be the person that I missed so deeply inside. I wanted them to come out of the blackness and take me back to that place that I longed to return to. Even though I didn't remember where that place was. Most people don't have memories that reach all the way back to the cradle, but I certainly do. The incident with the shadowy figure in my room is one of my earliest memories of life. I suppose one could chalk such recollections up to the blurred misconceptions of a foggy childhood memory. But as I remember, The figure returned often throughout my young life. When I finally graduated from the crib to a bed, I remember the figure standing close by. I would drift off to sleep feeling content that someone familiar was near. When I was very young and sick with the croup, the figure sat at the end of the bed and seemed to watch over me through the night. As many times as the figure would appear, I always hoped that it would make itself known. I felt in my heart that it was someone I knew, someone from that other home I had, before I came to this one. As I began to mature and grow, I somehow felt like a stranger in a strange land. This world seemed alien to me and I couldn't understand some of its ways. I also didn't understand why people didn't know what I was thinking like they did when I was in that other place. But again, I didn't know what that other place was. All I knew for sure is that the other place was my real home, and I missed it very much. When I was about three years old, I began to watch the people around me. I studied their behavior and wondered about some of the things they would do. When adults would have a spat or use unkind words, I would wonder why they didn't realize that love was supposed to be the law that we lived by. In those early years of my existence, something else began to happen that I found very curious. I can recall thinking about who I was before I came into this world. Was I always me, or was I someone else? I would wonder if I would come back here when I died one day, or would I get to stay in that place where I wanted to be. I would also have very vivid memories, visions even, of peering through a hole above this earthly plane and surveying the landscape below. I could see something like thick, swirling storm clouds all around me, and below were roads, houses, and grassy fields. In those visionary moments, I could also remember having the presence of others around me. It was almost as if they were showing me the place that I would soon have to enter into. I remember feeling very strange after these visions would pass and I wondered what it all meant. It was during these odd experiences that I also began to get a sense that we were all from this other place, yet no one ever talked about it. Visions seemed to be a part of my early childhood. They would sometimes pop up almost as if they were overtaking reality. Then just as quickly, they would be gone. I can recall one Christmas Eve when I was quite small. My parents, brother, and I were at my grandparents' house. I don't recall much about that evening, except that when it grew dark, I became very sleepy. I remember my parents saying that they better get me home to bed and my father pick me up from the couch where I sat. At that time, we lived right next door to my grandparents. So home was just a short walk up a small hill. I remember as my father carried me up the hill, my surroundings changed as if someone had inserted a different background into my world. The dark night was suddenly lit with Christmas lights that hung on nearby trees. The warm glow of candles lined the small path that led to home. Over to my right, there was an old-fashioned lamp post, decorated with green garland and a red bow. The street lamp beamed with a golden halo. By candle or electric light, I could not tell. I remember it was snowing, and the ground was covered in a blanket of white. I can then recall seeing movement beyond the street lamp's radiance. It almost seemed as if A small group of people were scurrying about in the shadows of the night. Then all at once, a mysterious woman emerged from the silhouetted group and stood in the street lamp's golden hue. I cannot recall the woman's face. However, I do remember that she wore a long brown coat and had blonde hair pulled back into a ponytail. The woman looked at me and smiled warmly. Merry Christmas, she whispered in a soft tone, as my father carried me past her. My father didn't acknowledge the woman, and I didn't offer to speak back to her. I just stared at her and all of the mesmerizing sights around me. Then, in the blink of an eye, it all vanished. As we approached the familiar front door of my earthly home, I remember wondering, where did everything go? I know all this was not a dream. I was wide awake. Of that fact, I am sure. In my older years, I inquired to my parents about the lavish outdoor decorations that were set up when I was a small child they informed me that no such decorations were ever put out when we lived in the house of my very early years. As for the woman, some may speculate that she was a kind neighbor, but we had no neighbors around us at the time. The two houses where my grandparents and parents lived in those days were isolated out in the country, There were no other houses or neighbors nearby. I can also remember the strange dreams I had sometimes as a child. I would often dream that I was in the hole in the sky looking down at life on earth. I would be protesting in those dreams about leaving my home on the other side of the hole. In the end, however, I would realize that I had to come here and a strong wind would carry me downward to the earth below. I can also remember taking a nap on my grandmother's couch and dreaming that the cushions would open up like a set of translucent double doors. I would drift through the ethereal doorway and float towards the hole in the sky. I could see hazy images in those dreams, images of figures with arms... Open wide as if welcoming me back to where I once resided. I would awaken from those dreams and immediately take in my surroundings. I can recall feeling a bit disappointed to see that I was still in my secondary home. Once, I even prowled around my grandmother's house, looking for my shadowy friends. I could feel their presence all around me, but I could not find them no matter how hard I searched. The world of dreams and shadows was one I existed in for quite some time in my childhood. It was sometimes a mysterious world, yet it somehow seemed completely normal. I didn't question these things, but then again I didn't have the intellect as a small boy to do so. Then one day, my mysterious little world suddenly changed when my parents moved the family into a new home. The realm of visions and filmy forms was left behind for a life that would become increasingly more complicated as the years went on. And there you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed the reading of the prelude to An Angel Came Down. Um, I hope I did a satisfactory job of uh, reading it. As I said before, I'm not the uh, most uh, professional public reader. Um, when I read to myself, it flows nicely. When I read out loud, I have a tendency to trip over the words because my mind kind of tries to anticipate what's coming next. <laughs> but anyhow, um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got a little insight into my early childhood years. and. The beginnings of who i am as a person i thank you for listening i really appreciate it and i will see you next time here on the infinite journey until then stay safe stay well and walk with the angels